0: You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co.
1: Well, hello everyone. My name is Ricari Austin, and I'm one of the hosts of GCX 2022.
2: That's right. We're already talking about next year. Now we want you to join us at Rosen Shingle Creek
1: in Orlando, Florida, as we come together for another unforgettable GCX.
0: Tickets are going fast, and look, we want to see you. So visit gcxevent.com/tickets to book now.
2: Welcome into episode 11 of Coffee and Shell. I am your host, Cameron. No sleeps, Albert, joined by my newly married co host, Kesso Paguni. We're going to
1: take a couple minutes here because you need to fill us in, my man. How was the wedding? Uh, Dude, it was the best day of my life. You know, my wife looked beautiful that day. Now, you know, my now wife, right? I looked like a generic cosplay version of James Bond, but I still (laughs) look great. Uh, (laughs) You know, I was like, oh, my name's Paguni, queso Paguni. That's a terrible (laughs) joke. But, uh, dude, before I talk to you about the wedding, I have to tell you about what happened to me last week. Okay. All right, right, lay it on. So it it was Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I'm taking a nap. I'm exhausted, right? It's like okay. five o'clock. I wake up and I, uh, I'm i about to go meet my then fiance. Uh, we had some things to do for the wedding. Okay. So I just check my email before I go out. And I see this. Uh, I see this email that my online banking uh, security question was changed. Okay? okay. So then I see the next email. It says that uh, mobile phone numbers were added to my online banking. And then I saw what was probably one of the worst moments of my life. Uh, there were two emails. It said wire transfers completed. Okay, Ooh. my uh, my identity was stolen. Stolen last week. Uh, yeah. Two wire transfers were sent out. Thousands of dollars. Okay, thousands. Literally everything I had in my bank account except for one hundred twenty-two dollars was taken. Right. Um, they wanted to make sure you could buy packs exactly right so like (laughs) and i was thinking like okay how the hell am i going to pay for this wedding you know because we were using it to pay vendors so like um i was thinking like i I don't put my information out there like the only thing i could think of was like like a company like one of those like target you know hacks or something yeah yeah Yeah, so i was thinking that so i called my bank pnc bank you are the worst bank in the world okay so i call my bank and i'm like you know This is what happened. Um, You guys have to do uh, emergency wire recalls. I have a friend that works in in fraud, like in in financial fraud. So like she told me everything to do. They just passed me back and forth uh, between on hold and just talking to people that they know was going on for four hours.
0: And then it finally ended
1: up. I still have no money. Right. So finally ended up. They told me to go into the branch the next day and um i get there at 8 30 they open at 9 o'clock right i'm waiting by the door oh yeah i go in and i sit down at this guy's desk that i know he works there and i was like look i need your help desperately so he's helped, he's helped me throughout the day. Right. Like, so the, the issue keeps getting escalated, escalated. Eventually I'm on, I'm on the phone with uh, this lady that works in like executive client relations or something, you know, way yeah. out of my income range. Yeah. And she's like, you know, we can't give you the money back. Like we have to do an investigation. And I'm like, listen, if I don't have this money today, I am not leaving the bank. All right. And I'm calling the media right now because from my point of view, okay, I have never sent a wire transfer out of my bank account. Um, and then there are so many triggers that should have triggered fraudulent activity. I have no idea how, like, I didn't even get a phone call or anything. So eventually, you know, I get the credit back in my account. The investigation's still going on. I, I lost like 10 years of my life out of, you know, from stress that day. Well, I can't even imagine. Could you, like, dude, it was so bad. Like whenever I saw that email, like I almost started to cry. Like, I'm like, that's literally everything I have. What what happened? Especially because it's like three days before your wedding. Exactly. So that was solved. Right. Uh, The wedding, the wedding went amazing, man. Like, I I don't even know what to say. Like, um, everything just went so smoothly. Um, No, no, uh, like random cousin, like little debacle fight at the end. There was no fights, but the Let's funniest go. thing happened. Like my one aunt on my, uh, on my mom's side of the family, like the. The Reverend, uh, Rev Dina, yep. she was amazing. She was reading something, and I just hear this loud noise, and like my aunt just fell out of her chair, and the chair's like sideways. Um, <laughs> the wind, the weather was crazy. Like I thought it was like was almost it, a it was inside, but it was okay. so loud. Like you just yeah. like because there are giant windows, right? Yeah. Um. So all that stuff went great. Um I also realized like I have like the greatest group of friends in the world. Um I realize I'm talking a lot but here's another story. No, no, uh, this is great. Yeah, this is so yeah. like So like my friends, right? Like we all met in college. Uh I had three best men and then I had like my two brothers uh also as groomsmen. Um they're like dude, they had three speeches and I've been to like maybe like 10 weddings in my life and these were like three like back to back to back killer speeches. Um And it's like I've learned in life, like obviously you have like family and stuff, but like the friends you make and stuff is really what makes you. Um, And they're like people like no matter what, like, you know, they're always there for you. And um, so my one friend's 29, I think, 29, maybe 30. Mm -hmm. And he had told me last December uh, he was running for local magistrate. And he, like, he didn't even go to law school, right? He's, like, he's one of those guys that, like, always has, like, those crazy schemes in his head. And he's, like, I'm going to run for local magistrate and I'm going to win. So, like and this guy that he was running against was like the local incumbent he had been like the magistrate for like 24 years and people were like laughing at him and stuff so from like january to like i want to say i forget when election day was it was like a three-month period it was like every saturday and sunday we were all out there we knocked on every door in his like district like three (laughs) times right he won the election in a landslide right so i think that Oh my god and it was so funny because it's just like these four idiots like i'm somebody that plays video games my friend plays video games all day the other guy like we're just like we're regular people right and we're just like good friends that stuck together and we were able to win like a local election just because we knocked on every single door in like a district (laughs) you know so i think that says what kind of friends i have so that's um, phenomenal brother yeah dude uh and The I think some like one of the best parts about the wedding was like like seeing my grandparents have a really good time, too. Yep. Yep. And just like how happy they were, Mm -hmm. uh, just like everybody being together. uh, It's like
2: the one time that no one is ever upset. Everyone's happy and you'll probably never get that your entire collection on both sides together ever again. Right. Like, yeah, that's what I I remember. Like there'll be people that you'll never see again from your wedding. And, but it is like the, that one day is like, cause you have no, you have no stress once it starts. That, so that's what I was control. looking
1: for. You're totally right. Yeah. Like, so I yeah. was thinking like, as long as I get to three o'clock, I'm good. Yeah. You know, yep. um, there was one thing I wanted to ask you too about yours. I forget if yeah. we talked about it. Did you do a first look before the wedding? I did. We, uh, we had an
2: amazing photographer. Um, And uh, yeah, he convinces that we want to do a first look because my mom is also a uh, an officiant. So she's she's like a a reverend, not a not a not uh, religious. So you get an officiant. You know, they're the ones that have to legally in Canada at least um, marry you. You need an officiant. And she was once she had been involved in like a 100 different weddings. Right. And she was like, you want to do a first look because um there's a lot of like pressure uh, of like the moment, and things can go wrong and in this you have like total control because it's more for the more for the the bride than it is for the groom has been right but it turned out really well did you do did you do a first look dude it helped me so
1: much yes oh I yeah because your
2: yeah because your nerves are done because once you see yeah. her you're good and then the only other nervous part is like you go to your vows at the in front of everyone but once mm. you've once you guys have seen each other like the the you just do you take the the stress out of it for the most part ends up being way better in my opinion. Did you cry? Um I'm not a very Mm. emotional person. Okay,
1: all right. I I, I didn't
2: (laughs) I didn't when my wife got but my my wife didn't tell me was that my grandmother? Was like my we are going chat. You guys are going to learn a lot about us <laughs> today, and you know what? That's fine. This is yeah. our show. And we're, we're, <laughs> we're we're going in. We we, we wanted to like tee you guys up with nine episodes of Hockey Ultimate Team, and now we're just going to make it entirely about our lives. <laughs> so yeah. So my grand was like my best friend. She is from Dungo Scotland, um, and she passed away like about three or four years ago. It was really tough. It was like the first person ever close to me. And like I said, she was like my best friend, but at the wedding, like amazing grace on the bagpipes is literally the most devastating sound you could hear ever in your life. (laughs) My wife and my mom didn't tell me. So again, this is after the first look, we're all kind of lining up and they got the bagpiper that did my grandma's funeral oh
1: my god so like i'm
2: sitting there and then he starts playing and i can't see him and i'm like i look over my i look over my wife I'm like what the fuck is that and then she didn't say anything i looked at my mom and then she started tearing up a little bit and i was like ah, i gotta go I, I finally i went out and saw like where everyone was sitting down i could see him walking there so i went i went and had a moment i went and just kind of sat in the hallway of the reception area and just was like oh, all right i need to get away from that but <laughs> so i didn't i didn't at the moment but then when she came down i did a little bit even that though I'd is already heartbreaking
1: seen her. in the best way possible Awesome. very
2: good yes i was i had no idea it was coming and i really appreciate it it was a great move but yeah we got more important things we got to discuss <laughs> all right we got hockey ultimate team to get to my dude i mean your wedding is old news now at this point they've, they've gone 10 minutes and they're dying yeah.
1: for their hot talk so hey listen one more thing just because i know sometimes my wife listens marina i love you it was the best uh, day of dude. my life all right
2: there we go. All right, that's warm. My wife definitely doesn't listen. So, uh, <laughs> all right. So, let's talk about the big news that happened. And uh, okay, I guess I got to talk about this too. Anyways, well, I'll, t- I'll mention it afterwards. So, because I had like the busiest week of my entire year. Um uh, last week. I fourth for anyone that's Canadian listening to this, I drove four thousand kilometers in five days, and that's not an over exaggeration to different NHL games and I and, uh, was invited to do some things. But As an front, I,
1: American, how many uh, football fields is that? <laughs> that dude, kidding. like it's
2: like I I would say like four thousand kilometers is like maybe eighteen hundred miles. 4, yeah, I think 000. so. I think
1: it's like a two point six to one ratio or I, something. I think
2: so. Yeah, so it's it's two it's two thousand five hundred miles. I drove and um, so anyways, Friday comes and the uh, the international thing gets announced. So we had talked about this in prior and I've done this in other videos as well that, you know, basically uh, the winter national event was going to be really interesting this year because they had used up the World Cup rights that they had. So for anyone that doesn't know, um, the last winter national event, which has now become like the Christmas staple event um it was using master arc artwork from the world cup that happened in like 2017 2018 might even been 2016 i can't remember but because they they didn't have rights to ihf stuff so olympics world junior all that is ihf they have no rights to that so they were literally using so last year i remember being like how are we getting marion gabarik again right but like they had no other people to use they're all retired by the time you know So I was so curious to how they were going to do it. I didn't know if they were going to do headshots or maybe they weren't going to do it. It was going to be something different. And sure enough, they announced this partnership, which is huge, uh, not just for the game and and hockey in general, but for hockey teams specifically, because now they get, you know, you can have artwork and images from world junior events, Olympic events, past and present. Like it's going to be, they have a lot of creativity and the Carter this year has been phenomenal. So, uh, let, let me hear your thoughts on on, on what you think and the, and the potential of this.
1: So I like it a lot. Um, th- this is the same thing with like the women's teams, right? Yes, yeah, the women's teams in? also got announced. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So i mean it's huge right because there's so many of those things that tie in with those players playing there right like yeah. uh i'm not sure how it works like maybe collegiate athletes right and stuff that now yeah. the now that the uh they have the rights for IIHF, they can use those players that they wouldn't have had in the past right so
2: i don't so the one thing that's oh. a unique way because i was about to bring that up it's a unique way i was actually asking in the game changer chat i don't have any for sure concrete feedback because it didn't sound like anyone knew but yeah uh, basically, guys. So if they play in the NCAA, the end they have no rights. Like they're not, they're not. They have no rights. They have no rights in the <laughs> NHL, right? they have no I mean, NHL. They don't. Really, they don't. Yeah, <laughs> As, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, collegiate athletes. But so it, you don't get they, they don't get put into the game until they make they they take their first step in an NHL game. That's why this year has been brutal. No one None of that. We'll talk about roster sharing in a second. But now, if they compete in the World Juniors, it's like hey we can now use their cards in game so like potentially you could see an own power world junior card but it can't have any of his ncaa i don't know how it's gonna work because that would be a huge workaround for having um collegiate athletes because a lot of them are some of the biggest names i mean zegris was on the u.s world junior team and would have been in the game years before if it wasn't for that the issue with not him not playing in the nhl yet so uh, but I didn't get any confirmation if that's if that's going to be available. But if it is, man, that's that's definitely the biggest part of it.
1: Yeah, one of the things I was thinking about. And obviously, Ultimate Team wasn't around uh, in no. two thousand three, right? So, no. like, but I but remember I went way um, back. I went way back, <laughs> right? But I remember whenever uh, the Penguins drafted Malk in that year, uh, the Ovi went first. Yeah, and. Um, I remember seeing, like, there were, like, hockey cards out. He didn't have any in, like, upper deck, obviously, because he wasn't in the NHL. But, like, there was that one – I forget what the brand was. But there were, like, cards of him in the KHL and I think also uh, international play, right? So, like, imagine, you know, back then, like, you have, like, that Malkin in the game. How sick is that? So, you're using, like, the Owen Power as an example. Yeah. So, this is, like, huge. um, And also, like – this would impact those KHL players and stuff too, right? So again, like, like, like it's, it's so murky. So much. It's it is very like murky. I, I can't wait to get the details. Yeah. Because um, there's like there's also those um, like maybe retired players that aren't part of, part yep. of the alumni association, mm-hmm. but they still like you know there might be like that 44 year old like Czech player that's still like on the Olympic team, like on yep. the fourth line, you know. Yeah. So it's it's it is exciting, uh, and I didn't expect that. Did you? I,
2: So, okay, we'll peer back the curtain a little bit in the behind the scenes of creators. So for for the most part, we never hear about new events or stuff like this. But sometimes when it's really big, like we'll get a video or a trailer early, like a day or two so we can make content. So... I was gone. I left Sunday at 6 a.m. last week to drive to Columbus from Niagara to go to the Blue Jackets game. I got to hang out with Nasher, Cookie, Junior Pens, got to meet Grizz and Davos. So it was just a really, really great time. We got a box for it. We got to throw do the T-shirt toss. Like It was great. And then I heard, I w- uh, I
1: heard Cookie has some guns and he was launching them
2: he was dude i hucked one as far just as like i was like you know i'm never gonna get to do this again i hucked one like i i don't know if i went corner to corner but it <laughs> i i doubt i threw it far enough where i don't know if they were paying attention <laughs> uh, but anyway so we didn't get the gun we had we actually had to throw them because stinger was using the gatling gun with it but anyways then i woke up at 6 a.m like 5:30, and started my drive to philly drove to philly met up with cj and junior pens and then we drove to new jersey which about an hour and a half to the game I got to meet Henrique and jemima and cosmic like it was really cool and then drive back from new jersey to philly that night and i slept in philly then at that n- the next morning so this is now tuesday morning i drove home six and a half hours and i had a i had a um uh um charity stream on the wednesday i believe um no sorry on the on the yeah, on the Wednesday. Um, that night, I'm recording some videos because I'm gone Thursday to New York to go to Long Island to visit Kings Coast. Shout out Kings Coast as the sponsor of this podcast. And I got invited to to go check out the new arena by uh, the prior Caps Gaming eSports manager, Jordan. He's now running uh, things for the New York Islanders. So I got invited there and we, we got to you know, watch in a box. It's incredible. I, I think it might have ruined the normal seats for me this whole week. But the thing was that about this, circling back to this, is that thank God because we had gotten sent that ihf partnership video like that night at like 10 8 10 p.m and i was about to leave at 6 in the morning because again as a youtuber guys it's very important there's very few times that we get these like huge amazing like content drops and i was like thank god i got we got sent that to you know to make some hype pieces that get to go out when the when the um, nda drops or the embargo and whatnot and I got lucky enough that they had sent that because if I had gone away that Thursday and Friday, my anxiety would have been through the roof because I couldn't make any content on it. But yeah, we did we did get to see it, and I thought it was massive. Like I did not expect it; totally blew me away. The the addition of of adding like the women's like rosters, to the game that's huge. Like just for the sport of hockey, like I I didn't know that they were they were you know going to do that, and I think that was a really really well done thing by Yay. Um, but specifically for Hutman, I'm curious to see where they go. The one thing I do know is that Winter National is going to be a banger event and it's probably going to happen this Friday.
1: That's I was worried team of the year was going to happen, so I didn't even know Winter National was coming out this like probably coming out this Friday just because mm-hmm. I hadn't been looking at a lot of stuff. Yeah, so I'm glad there's that gap. Um, so did the are, are the women's players going to be an ultimate team? I don't think so. Okay, I, don't they think, should... I,
2: th-
1: I would love that. I don't know how I don't know. That would just be interesting, going? right? Like 100%. an interesting dynamic because uh, it doesn't really impact gameplay, I'm assuming. Um, yeah. What if it's there's nice that movie. weird thing where there's just because like I'm assuming they are uh, lighter weight, right? They just fly down the wing. So oh, like 99 yeah. speeds, really 120 speed. <laughs> like
2: Kendall Coyne gets a card she just absolutely burns by everybody. Like that would be cool. Like I don't know how it'll work for Hut. I think it's just offline in like tournament mode. Okay, but we'll have to wait and see on that. That'll come, I think, at the beginning of uh, in the beginning of January, near the end of January. Um, Let's talk about uh, before we get into a little bit more of Hut. Let's have a roster sharing, because finally we got roster sharing in NHL. And I'm not going to lie when you have rosters that are really well done and i'm gonna give a shout out to some people in the community like Snipe and score who does great retro rosters but toogie's roster i had mentioned this before that i had done it in full myself he had a like a patreon page where you can go in and see all the all the things of it but it took me like 70 hours like it is so in detail we're talking like every player correct player for ohl teams ahl uh, all the european leagues all the contracts fixed like all the prospects that are not in the game like all the u.s guys like It's simply incredible. And the hours that it saves creators is just insane now. Because, obviously, well, 2Gees is the highest download. I think it has 4,000 downloads already on Xbox Series X. It sucks that it's not crossover. But I'm sure that someone will go in and do it on the other consoles. Um, But, man, a huge addition for the game. I know that you're not big on franchise money more. But I I have been, over the course of the last few years, roster sharing not being in the game has kind of, like, really sucked the life out of me because I don't want to do it all. But I'm really excited for it. And, um, you know, it's crazy that it took this long to get it in here.
1: Yeah, can I ask you, so we know that's the issue, right? That it's mm-hmm. not cross-platform with the yep. roster sharing. So have you found any good PS5 uh, creators out there? Because that's the only console I have access to.
2: I have not, because I haven't even looked, to be honest okay. with you. I haven't looked. Okay. i th- i'm wondering if someone because here's what my guess is is that someone's gonna do it for toogie that because that's really the one you want tactics has a really good one as well um and then sniping score does like retro specific ones like he has a really cool one where it's like the 06-07 season and it's like legit all the players correctly adjusted like that you can go back insane it is a lot of work like we're talking like 700 plus created players um and but that one's super specific Toogies and uh, and tactics if you see any of those on and, and again I, I i don't i apologize i don't have ps5 pulled up right now but if there was if those ones hit then those are the ones you're gonna want because like they're just really really well done detail wise but i'm excited to start my franchise series um it's like one of my favorite things to do every year on my youtube channel i usually do about 30 episodes and you know a season or a half a season each episode and uh it's gonna be really fun now because again the roster is just so well done
1: yeah yeah i'm definitely um, gonna check out some of them and see which ones are on playstation because i don't i don't know if anybody's transferred those ones over probably um, not yeah it's good that yeah. would
2: take like like i said man i did it one year and i'm not even kidding probably took me about 20 plus hours okay because the creating the
1: players is the is the crazy one
2: yeah this um, is huge though it might even have 100%. me do a
1: franchise video <laughs> it,
2: dude once you get into it it's just so fun because there's no pressure there's no you know what i mean like you're just and people it, it seems weird to people like you're not playing the game but it's like man the game, you know, <laughs> like sometimes I don't feel like playing the game.
1: Yeah. And the thing I like about it is that like with some of these, right? So with two I'm assuming there's like the disparity between like an elite player and like a third liner. Yeah. And yep. that's just what we don't have in the game, right? Like, yeah. so if you play the game, right, McDavid doesn't, f- he's not as fast as he really is. No. Like I know he's like 96 speed or whatever, mm-hmm. but he's the fastest human alive on skates. So yep. I want to see that in some of these. So I'm excited to get into it
2: hundred percent man um we also got friday was a huge day uh we got the second master sets or the ninth was i think it was a thursday we got the second master sets for the 16-bit event and uh yeah just didn't get a 16-bit player again uh we did get brad richards which was cool i'll give him that that's a cool random one i was not expecting we got jack eichel and Latang, and i know that you haven't been big on hut this weekend obviously but give me your thoughts on those three uh additions to the event
1: uh another terror terrible set of choices what can i mm-hmm. say i don't i don't know what the reaction was uh, around the community but it's just like it's another another weekend of this right where it's like these guys weren't even in the league brad Richards' prime was what 2003 2004 during that stanley cup run yep yep um so that's like 10 years after the 16-bit era
2: yep um, so in we Indiana. got yeah did we even get one guy that was in it in the uh, first week It was no we didn't no we, literally we didn't. did not get
1: one player that was in the 16-bit era so I don't know if that was like they drag and drop the wrong 16-bit players into the uh, the folder or something there, or what happened?
2: I, I don't know. Here's let's, let's go on a little tangent. I'm going to go on a little tangent here. The X-Factors have just, I, I don't want to say sucked the life out of events, but so it's the same problem the last few years with uh, Evo cards and things like that, or even Team of the Year, once Team of the Year and Team of the Season comes out, is that Primetimes and Team of the Weeks, are only exciting at 5 p.m. because it's like, did any of mine get an upgrade? That's mm-hmm. really what you're looking You're not like a random 89 Ovechkin. You're not like, sick, I hope I pull it. You're like, hey, did he get an 89 Ovechkin because now I can get him to his next tier? Or my team of the year Ovechkin went up by one. Like, And now you've with the way X-Factors work, you've kind of done that with every event. It's like, is my X-Factor that I have one of them going to get a massive boost from a random event
1: so and do you think that eichel was added like i know that they make the card art for the msps in advance that right? also
2: got updated that
1: also got updated okay so like but they knew heading into this season that eichel would be out for an extended period of time yep they could have been out bouncing. the whole year yep. Yep. so i'm assuming the only reason he had an msp this event was due to that so his x factor could be upgraded
2: yeah a lot of it has to go in they they do a lot guys uh, again this is just from last year and, and kind of getting a behind the scenes look as a game changer um in terms of hot content they try to make it as balanced as possible in terms of what pl- what cards are sorry what teams get master sets as well as the players that get it because they don't want to have too many instances where it's like if they have master set mcdavids they're almost like a waste because mm-hmm. you know that he's going to get a team of the week in prime time and just going to fly through it right so that's how you end up with like grubauer and you know Br- eric brandstrom right like that's how you you end up with those is that they're trying to highlight cards that you normally wouldn't and well i think that for fans of ottawa maybe it's cool to get a really usable eric brandstrom card
1: it's just like uh your mic microphone cut out for me uh oh, can you 25? hear me 25 oh, up 25 minutes can you hear me
2: oh wait 25 minutes Can you hear me? Yep. Hello? Hello?
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. Does that fix me? it? Yep. Okay.
2: All 25 right. minutes. Oh. All right. So three, two. Actually, do we need did you keep it running? Yeah, it's still running. Alright, perfect. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we're talking about yeah, so what? like I don't really uh wait, we'll start it at twenty-six fifteen. Twenty-six fifteen.
1: Okay, all right. Yeah, so, there's no good uh rosters on PlayStation. No.
2: Alright, ready? And yeah so i think that while they're trying to balance everything out you end up with like like Air Branch is a perfect example like an ottawa senator fan isn't going to get a really high useful card from him throughout the year because he's not really ever going to get enough prime times or team of the weeks right so they give them these masters that are kind of obscure and it's just not like it's not enticing for anyone that is an ottawa senator fan so while i agree they're trying to like balance things out it's like i just wish that more popular players would get these event cards and leave the less popular players to get the high-end non-master set event cards right so like for example the 16-bit cards we got we got what 90 kachuk and which was cool and made sense and 90 uh rick nash and ni- 90 cam neely made sense right mm-hmm. it'd be cool if those were master items and branstrom got like a 90 It actually doesn't make any sense for this one specifically but that's what i mean like I just think the masters should be the really high end players. Like I think that it should, but I, the other issue is that X factors, man, like it, it's not, it's not ruining. It's not ruining content. I think that the X factors are great. And I think it's aw- I think they're awesome for people that spend money and people that don't spend money. I think they're just great for everybody. Cause if you spend money and you spend your money on X factors, you know, no matter what, as long as you play the game, you can get enough cards to turn in and turn into collectibles. And if you play hot champs, it's way easier it's just yeah like i don't know man like it, like eichel and letang they weren't worth making this event they were far worth just getting their x factor because now eichel's x factor is incredible like it, it is it one it of the best up to the,
1: my first line like I, yeah. I got on today and i i had his x factor from one of the packs right i, I hadn't even upgraded up until now yeah. right but i had it saved and i was like i'm gonna use everything right now he's a 92 he's on my first line now but crazy uh, card
2: no, absolutely. The one thing I will say is, I think Winter National, you'll see, usually you see a jump in overalls. So, like, I think for Winter National, we're going to get like a ninety-three or ninety-four
1: overall card. I'm very a scared for Winter National.
2: Usually, um, it's it's. It last year wasn't as big of a jump, but the year before they jumped up to like ninety-five. I remember that ninety-five overall Datsuk, I think, and yeah, Crosby. So like,
1: I don't know if you remember. Um, there's a yeah, two years ago, I was just like looking through the data. I, somebody like the had sent me that might have been the charter right so somebody yeah. had sent me um a csv file of like all of the uh the hut database basically right oh, and wow. i was kind of looking at like the the i guess progression of like the speed and acceleration stats uh the shooting power and stuff like that cuz i every year people feel like you know at some point the gameplay in hut kind of like gets worse i guess to put it right yeah. so it was that winter national event there was like a it went from like the average speed of the releases from each event went from like eighty eight or eighty nine up to like ninety five. Yeah. So like these players came out and like everybody had like mid nineties skating. Um. And then the winter national event, they always love to do like the ninety nine shooting power with like eighty accuracy or something because yeah. it's a lot of the younger players. Yeah. So they did learn from their mistake last year and, and fixed it a bit. So I I hope it's uh you know a little bit less than last year. They've
2: been really safe. So the new the new guys that are in charge of the content, they were like. They were really avid players of the game. Not that the guys beforehand weren't like they didn't play the game a lot. But these guys, the new the new guys in the content team, which have done a really good job so far, in my opinion, I think, in terms of just making sure things are balanced. Because like if you look at the under 22 event, like nothing got out of hand, you know, like there wasn't like they gave buzzing to a lot of it almost felt too safe because they all the cards stayed around like 90 to 92 speed. All of them.
1: Well, it's kind of but. interesting though, right? Cause this is like, um, so we're about like 10 years in the ultimate team in like most sports games, right? Yep. So you have to figure the first five years, uh, even like maybe like the first five to eight years, a lot of the developers, they aren't former players of ultimate team. They're people that no. have been in the positions for a while. Yep. So now that we're like 10 years, I guess, into that like ecosystem where you're having yep. people that grew up playing ultimate team in these jobs now, maybe we'll start to see, you know, more of those types of improvements because i I know like ben ross you know he he's been around for a while right they didn't have ultimate team back in like nhl 94 during his. they did not they did not
2: (laughs) (laughs) they have done a good job balancing it so the one thing i want to say i'm gonna make i'm gonna make my uh declaration here so on some of my youtube videos talking about the market this week i was just looking ahead like I like to look at the X factors that are just going for like 50,000 coins and like what ones could be the jump. Because no matter what, like if, if let's say Latang was going for 50K and then his card shot up to a 92, the ability to go to 92, he sells for like 120. That's just mm-hmm. what happens every single time this happens. And the thing that's interesting is is that the european players there is a lot less options than like candid in the u.s in terms of what could get a master set and there is one card specifically that has just not gotten overall increases and i'm starting to think it's because it's going to get a giant one that's leon drysaitl like yes. clearly he is the best german born player probably maybe ever and he is stuck at ninety. Like he is having a better season than McDavid, and McDavid's rifled off to ninety-five. And he has a card that is also—I would be almost—I'd be willing to bet that he's not going to get a master item until near the end game, because again, same kind of situation. They got to keep him balanced. No one's going to be excited to get a ninety-one master set McDavid, and then in you know six weeks there's like a ninety-two primetime. That's just what ends up happening. But Drysital, for whatever reason, they have just done their damnedest to try and make it where he is just not getting any. And I'm willing to bet that's I made a guarantee that like he is going to get a master item up to like 94 and he, i already like he's liked going
1: to i thought it was yeah. really strange so i also thought the same thing there was one night um because i have his x factor card right yep. and i remember he had like four or five points and i'm thinking like oh nice you know tomorrow he's going to be a 91 i can upgrade him yep. and it came out and there was like there wasn't a dry like prime timer whatever card i was waiting on and i'm yep. like okay so i'm expect i actually thought it was going to be the 16 bit one just yeah. because i assumed that they didn't upgrade him because he has a 92 coming out mm-hmm. so they held off so there has to be be some crazy one right there's
2: there's gotta be one because it's getting like borderline like obvious yep. so we'll find out we'll find out on friday but i'd be willing to bet that he's got one. but then there's other guys like Kopitar is from Slovenia. like I, I there's there's just not very many players that you would give an x ex- i mean they gave one to eric Branstrom, so who knows but this event usually highlights the more popular players because it is the event where all the player then uh for anyone that doesn't know january is actually the most played month of nhl because everyone which is super odd for a sports game to not be the the launch month but January is actually the time in which the player base is at its highest. So you're going to see all these players come in and get the game and when your first event is like a bunch of players well representing their country just not the popular ones it's re- like it's not a good look. So I could see I could see Kopitar getting one and that would again would really impact his X factor. There's also one Kog is my big bet right now. So I was going through X-Facts today. I did a Market Monday video, and Landis is going for, like, 50,000 coins. And he got distributor, so he's got 88 speed, but he's, like, an 86 overall right now. I have a feeling that he's going to be Sweden's master. Uh, he was also on the, like—they um, they did, like, one of those, like, art, art posts on Twitter about the IHF being partnered and whatnot. And he mm. was in the Team Sweden jersey. So, okay. like, I don't want to read too much into that, but, like, again— I could just see that being one of them. So it'll be super interesting. I think it's going to be really cool. I also, I think it, it, the World Junior aspect is really crazy because if we could get like a Lafreniere or, or something like that, even carry Price, I could see I could see that too. I don't know if they knew Carry Price was going to miss as much time, so I could see him get one. Uh, but there's a, Winter National is one of my favorite events um, and has been, and I can't wait to see now because of that partnership. I think it's just going to be really, really cool.
1: I'm glad you brought up the uh, Landeskog though, because he has—he's one of the few X factors that has like unique um, X factor abilities, right? He yeah. has the goalie screening one, yeah. so he's just like an That's, interesting card to like keep in your back pocket.
2: Like I said, I think that we're at a point now where almost all the X factors—I think we're going to come—we're going to see a big drop in price universally for X factors, um, probably in the middle of January, just because people are going to start to realize the cost involved in all of these. I think that because overalls are capped at 92, even if you buy a new card for a couple hundred thousand, going all the way up doesn't seem as daunting. But when you get to like 95 and 96 and each one at the end costs like 200K or something, that's when you're going to see, I think, the kind of drop. And we'll have to see, because I think Pavelski could get a U.S. one as well. I think a lot of people are kind of banking on that
1: one. And that has to be minus 2000, right? He's going to get one.
2: Because you would have to think that there's a pretty strong shot. He wasn't going to get a lot of upgrades because he
1: was only, what, an 82, I think. Yeah, and he played yeah. such a, was it the 2010 Olympics or 2014? Yeah, he, he had that? a huge, yeah, Olympic huge, run. Like, huge, huge. Yeah. It was like that that line that they had where they lost the gold medal game. Sidney mm-hmm. Crosby with the, what, the golden goal. <laughs> um, but uh, he has to get one. I don't know I if would, it was 2010 or 2014 where he had that nice run, but yeah, he's going to get one.
2: I, I think so, too. I think I, I don't know if it's because there's so many options for the U.S. that it'll be interesting. I hope they go like old school or so. I, w- I want to see a Rob Blake like Team
1: Canada, something like that. I hope yeah, I would love to see a Brian Rafalski. I don't know if he's in the game, but he's another one that I remember. That'd like, be a good one. watching when I was younger. Like there's not that he's the most exciting player in terms of like video gameplay, but there's just Oh, uh, the, <coughs> well, excuse me. Uh, there's a lot of interesting ones.
2: Nope, for sure. Um, Let's talk quickly. So today, apparently a new patch came out. Uh, I have no idea. Can't see the notes on it. Um, there, it doesn't appear to be on NHL 22's website, and I'm not seeing um, you know anything about uh, you know anything on it so uh that kind of sucks and i wish they were more open about it but it appears that they tried to bring back the ar stuff which is the augmented reality stuff that was you know hyped at the beginning of the game uh where it was like the on ice graphics and all that kind of stuff which is kind of bogus because they literally promoted the game as being one of the big selling features of it and they had to remove it because that's what was causing the desyncs and the freeze-offs well that's back so if you are listening to this, and I think it come, this is probably going to come out Wednesday now, maybe Tuesday. I'm not sure. Um, you are. Uh, I wouldn't do squad battles because it, you could get into, stuck into a freeze off in squad battles and you lose your opportunity to play that game. It's just tough. Um, I don't know. I don't know what. It sucks. But uh, it looks like that's causing issues again. So the augmented reality is probably going to come back out. But uh, we have no other details on that. Man,
1: just uh, you know, it's just a bad look. no? I mean this is so like when did that original patch happen was that a month ago that everything a month ago, broke? Yeah. okay yeah and for them to have and it's probably very difficult I don't blame them at all but like there's a month and then they do another one and then it breaks it again right like it is the worst look possible
2: it's really rough. Uh,
1: this this transition I'm, I'm assuming from from the prior um, engine, engine to frostbite has to has to just be causing a lot of problems because like not that I'm a big presentation person at all, but the the AR stuff was kind of cool. Like it looked yeah. cool. You know, It was just like an added thing. And it was a selling point of the game. Uh exactly, Imagine yeah. any prior year, right, where one of the selling points of a game just caused the game to break. Yep. You know, like it's it is it is a bad look. Uh, hopefully it gets fixed. Were there any other issues with the with the patch or was that it?
2: i unfortunately my internet is down so i couldn't stream today but that just looks that looks like the main thing it's just like that's back again so i didn't even see i didn't even see like the notes of the what was included in it i think they just tried to put in um the 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 ar stuff again um but yeah i don't know I, I have no idea what uh what it included so we'll have to wait and see on that but um all right, yo. Let's uh, let's take some questions. All right, so uh, guys, so for anyone that listens to it normally, I posted this. I forgot to post uh, on Reddit because uh, I, I think it was when I was still traveling to New Jersey. So uh, I apologize for that, but this should be up. And again, we're using the Reddit post. So if you look, NHL Twenty Two Hut Podcast Episode Ten. So next week's will be Episode Eleven. Um, that's where you ask our questions.
1: Uh, do you have it pulled up? Or do you want me to do it? I have it pulled up. I'd love to start. Right, let's go. All right. So Maze, uh, Maze, love you, brother. Mm -hmm. Um, You have the top voted one, it looks like. So loving the podcast. So this might be a bit of a sensitive slash controversial topic, but we need to talk about the so-called rivals glitch slash exploit. I know, right? So, but I feel bad for the lower division players that are forced to play against the so-called hot lords and quotations in division one and two. So does EA know about this exploit and are putting resources into trying to solve the problems or are they ignoring it for now? So let's start with that one, right?
2: Oh yeah, because I guess we're he on, has two questions. Yeah, we're on like two ends of the spectrum here on this too, because you probably have a different take than I do on this. Obviously. Oh, you think so? Uh, yeah, I want to hear uh, yours maybe. first. Well, okay, so it, it's very. I can see how it's very frustrating because, as someone who, I never really get like. So I'll use hut champs as an example. I will never have a normal hut champs run. I'm not like elite at the game. I'm you know, last year was probably the best I've ever been. But the highest I ever well I won eighteen games once last year. Like but I averaged like fifteen or sixteen last year. So I wasn't elite elite. So when I was playing, I would obviously in Hutchins specifically, I would get sniped because I just play my games on stream. And that's fine. I'm you know, I'm so I, if anyone doesn't know what stream sniping is, it's basically when a player sees that you're queuing up and they'll snipe you trying to get a game. And obviously for me, it's a little bit different than watching young Gren stream because no one's going to want to queue up when he's streaming. So they reverse stream snipe essentially. They'll avoid queuing when he's trying to. Whereas for me, I'm going to get all the guys that are pretty good at the game because they think it's an easy win, which for the most part it usually is. Now it's happening in Rivals, essentially, because people can just, if anyone doesn't know, <laughs> this is a problem talking about these. Anyone that doesn't know, if you close out of your game and then relaunch it, the first game in Rivals you search, there is no limiter. So you won't match. So for Division 1, there's so few Division 1 players that the odds of matching some in Division 1 are very low because you've got much more of a player base in Division 2, II, 3, all the way down so for them it's great because they don't have to sweat as hard every game but for all the players lower it's like we load in i'm in division two now but in division three i was matching div one guys when i have no problem playing those but like when i'm supposed to you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so you're getting guys that already have a small player base and now they're having to play against div one hut lords when they're like div five like that's just not a fun gaming experience and uh Matchmaking has always been kind of a mess, but this really sucks for a majority of the player base. But mm-hmm. I'd like to hear your thoughts on
1: it. Yeah, so I kind of get both sides, right? Like, so this is mm-hmm. something that I would never do myself, um, just because I don't even, I don't, it's not cool to do. Like, who mm-hmm. wants to just like beat up on somebody that's in Division 10 if you're in Division 1 and, and you want to win like 15 nothing? Mm-hmm. Uh, find a better use of your time, right? Uh, you're kind yeah. of a dork for that. If you're doing it to, you can't find a game you're searching for 30 minutes and you literally just want to play a game yeah. i totally get it like i get yeah. both sides of it i feel bad for the players like i i played a you know a game today and it was my first time playing in a, in a while and i like like i was up like five nothing in like this you know second period And i realized mm-hmm. like oh this is probably somebody it was my first game of the day it's probably somebody i matched up like that he's yep. probably gonna think i'm like uh doing this exploit or something yeah um I get why if this is something that EA added this year because they assumed that with the player base um I kind of get that it just doesn't lead to a fun experience for both parties I um, don't
2: know if anyone's I don't know if they did it on purpose yeah um it has been it's a sensitive thing to bring up to the EA devs because it's like uh, again what Kessler just said so for anyone that's in division 1 like they're never going to find a game um and a lot of us don't know what that's like like if you sit down to play a game let's say you're just good at the game there's lots of players in division one that don't do this for a living or stream or anything like that right like they do even even as a hobby and they just sit down and try and fight a game and they can't because they're very good Mm -hmm. um so i'm i don't know if it's a all four console thing or if they did it on purpose or if it's just not being worked i'll be curious to
1: see if it if it gets changed um i honestly don't know if it will the thing I'm frustrated about it too is I, I usually don't play all 50 rivals games, mm-hmm. so the fact that I'm usually just playing against other Division One players or Division Two, like whatever, it, whatever it is, um, it it only hurts me because I'm not somebody that's going to get max points every time, right? So you have those people yeah. in Division One that are closing their game every single game they play, mm-hmm. getting max points, and it just uh, I I that can't stand sucks. that. Yeah. I can't stand that. If you're doing that and listening to this, stop listening. Yeah, I agree, dude. I agree. Yeah. Um, his second question here: poke checking nerf. Now, do I? Re- now, I do remember what Ben Ross said. You need to keep skating and don't glide to draw tripping penalties, and that they are monitoring mm-hmm. pokes. But let's be honest; that we all know they're broken this year and the previous year. Well, I can't read today. I sound like this is like hooked on phonics and this is like my first time reading. (laughs) Uh, So what do you think about the... uh, Let's see. So what do you think about this idea? You should never be able to hit a poke with accuracy if you hit R1, if the puck is right behind you, or to say it like this, the only time a poke is as powerful as now is if you're directly looking at the player with the puck to reward positional defense more. Would that be too big of a nerf or is that something you can get behind? So Maze, you keep asking about about these poke checking things, right? Um, I don't know about the idea. I, I think there's a slight nerf. The, going back to what Ben Ross said um, about the gliding versus actually skating, mm-hmm. I think there's certain things in these games, right, where they work They work as intended, but it doesn't look good. And poke checking mm-hmm. is one of them, right? Yeah. So the logic behind it makes complete sense, right? Yep. It's just that the the animations just aren't there yet. In yeah. the current iteration of the game, do you agree, agree with that?
2: No, I agree. Yeah, there's something like he mentioned about how, um, like, there's sometimes where your arm goes like all all discombobulated and all like around. It. It's because they can't drop their sticks. Mm-hmm. So like that kind of makes sense as to why that's happening. It just they don't have an animation flushed out for it yet. So hopefully that improves. Poaching is always going to be tough. I think that's uh, a nerf to it, you have to be careful, man, because there was I think it was NHL 20. You could just hold on to the puck forever because you can't get it back um so i I do see the the pros and cons of it uh i have i don't know man i don't get poked off the puck very much i think we're kind of learning
1: how to how to like yeah go against it right like because you've mentioned countless times with the just right stick movement right yeah so i think some of the people that have adjusted a little bit better uh kind of learn how to avoid the poke checks and some of the people that just haven't made that adjustment aren't having a great time i agree yeah uh, Murph416 says, Loving the pod, keep crushing it. Wasn't a question. I just wanted to add that one in there. Thank you, dude. Um, I would love to know, so Canucks, BH, I would love to know your take as to why EA has no interest in communicating with their fan base if you're <laughs> allowed to even address this. things, We are allowed to address this. I don't work for EA, so like, I can say whatever we do not I get want. Paid. You know? I do not get a paycheck, right? <laughs> no. I am not paid by them. I've said enough negative stuff. I've said enough positive stuff. I don't care what they say. Now, unless EA, if you want to sponsor this podcast and give us a set amount of money, I will say whatever you want me to say.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Sleeves, this uh, this question comes up a lot, right? And I think we yeah. went in depth on this like a week or two ago. Yeah. But they've made strides in their communication. Uh, there was the stream that you uh, were lucky enough to do with Ben Ross, mm-hmm. um, which was awesome, right? Like we would have never seen that in prior years. Uh, yeah. we, we've seen like the tweets, like we've seen them. I think whenever they released the patch today, uh, they quickly communicated. We're aware of it. We're working to. F- we're working to fix it. Um other than that i I think it's just a consistent growth that they have to do at least we're seeing improvements it's not where we want it to be but uh it's better than it was last year and the year before what are your thoughts i'm going to use this as uh, i'm going to take
2: this as because this is on NHL hut reddit in terms of hut man i do not know and i will never understand why they do not hype up their events and card releases um so when it comes to, like, yeah, last year, we literally had zero communication about anything. It was awful. It couldn't get any worse. So like what Kessa was saying when he says it gets better, it's you have to compare it year over year. NHL 21 was absolutely god-awful in terms of um, them saying anything. Uh, we didn't get any patches, nothing. So 22 has been a little better, like the deep dives and and things like that. And even roster sharing coming out, like, they, they're at least talking more. I think the one thing you have to remember is that if you reply to EA – like that ea is more for not pro- i want to say promotional like the twitter account like it's a more broad way for them to speak i think that if you ever have any issues about the gameplay you need to just dm or at ben ross uh because he is actually one of the most vocal developers i've ever seen in any AAA game um he'll respond to almost everyone that shows a clip because he's very passionate about it so um that's that's where i would think if you have a gameplay issue However, when it comes to, like, hockey ultimate team, man, I don't know. I, I It blows my mind. It, it, when you compare it to something like MLB, MLB, every time they have a new event or a new card coming, like a headliner, um, it, it gets this, like, picture where you only see, like, a pinstripe, and, and like, it's it just, like i don't understand i will never understand why you're not hyping up your game and um i would love to do it for them <laughs> but yeah like that part i i do not get man like we'll get like an event uh, an event item like where it'll be like oh check out the nhl 16-bit event but it happens after the release so like they're not even getting like the the hype prior yeah 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 like all you have to do is show the 16-bit card art but no headshot or no like you know what i mean like just saying 16-bit heroes and be like, this is what's coming. Like, you know what I mean? Just buzz. And there is none of that when it comes to Hockey Ultimate. It just goes to show that I've said this. We've said this multiple times. That World of Chell is their biggest played mode. It's where a lot of the resources go because that's where the majority of the player base goes, which sounds crazy. But it's not Hockey Ultimate Team. And you can see that year over year with just the changes that happened in game. We're playing the same three modes that we played the last three years. Right. So HUD is it's not an afterthought, but it's not nearly as important to to the other modes. And um, that area specifically is something that I would love for them to to get better at.
1: Yeah, I'm in total agreement. I wasn't even thinking of that whenever I answered the question initially. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you're totally That's what right. You were,
2: you were doing like more of like they were addressing the fan base over issues, which they are much better at. When it comes to hockey Ultimate Team, though, it's it's just mind-boggling to me because yeah, you're just yeah. not getting buzz. And it just, yeah, because all, so all of the
1: positive things I mentioned that they've done this year has no relation to Ultimate Team, right? Yep, exactly. Yeah uh box art has a question this is a long one jeez woo box art um so this is my hill to die on and i'll die on it like cheese dies on a chicago deep dish pizza (laughs) the first major patch to this game made some changes and that includes changes to bumps and hits to where they're not as effective anymore i really enjoyed being able to bump people off the puck very consistently no bubble and forcing people to make quick passes is there any particular reason you guys think it was toned down i feel like the top end guys adjusted well they just made more quick passes they made creative plays and it took a lot of the circling around out of the game because you could just get knocked off the puck with a hit and you couldn't just deflect it did they think it was too punishing on lower skill players did they see a decline in the amount of people playing what is the reason i know myself and a bunch of other hardcore community members really enjoyed that first tuner but then they really took this game and made it more like nhl 21 again and then he gives a reference to uh his typical wins in hot uh, champs about 10 to 11 um let's see i would love to know your guys thoughts on this because not all of us are junior pens out there throwing 50 hits i in, want to in talk game. about the
2: junior pens thing because uh anyway so uh, let's touch on the first part I I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at the notes, but I don't think they did anything really to bumps. But what I think you're experiencing, and Ben talks about this a lot, because he's not the Hut developer. H- Hut is not made is not the primary game mode of NHL. So basically, World of Shell and Versus is how the game is designed, and then Hut operates after that. So I think what you're seeing is that as the game goes along, balance stat goes way up and the balance stat is really what determines your ability to not or the ability to hold onto the puck without getting bumped off. And while body checking goes up, the size of your players don't. Like the size of your card's impact the ability to bump people off the puck. That's why like Mario Lemieux 6 foot 4, but he's only got like 83 body checking, but he can bump pretty much anyone off the puck. But the size isn't changing throughout the game, but their balance stat is. So I think this is something that it's the problem with hockey ultimate team and it's really the problem with any ultimate team mode that isn't like MLB because MLB doesn't rely on stats it relies on timing and it's a lot different um but for this like specifically I think that's what we're seeing this is just another example of like progression and HUD is just it's very tough in a hockey video game. I don't know if you agree or if you think there's no, something else. I, at I agree
1: because there's no really set way to troubleshoot it, right? Because if you're no. playing versus uh, day one, you're playing versus now, you can yep. see the clear disparities between yep. what happens, right? Yeah, um, it's always a moving target with with ultimate team attributes. Yep. So. I, I, like I said before, uh, and I'll die on this hill like this guy says with the cheese on a Chicago <laughs> deep dish pizza, um, I don't think the gameplay really changed at all. It's the it's the same thing we see every year. Attributes are changing, causing people to think these things are changing. Yeah. Uh, you hit the nail on the head with with the balance and the, the, the player size, right, and the body checking. So I – I don't know. Maybe, it's maybe stuff, guys. Game. So as yeah. as
2: more, yeah. So like as the game goes along, guys. Early on in the game, you're really just looking at the speed stat. So like you could use it for an example, and you use him because he's fast. And early on, like base Connor McDavid, the first game, first day of the game is insane because no one has no near his speed. And people are speed is the most, you know, overused or it should be a uh, stat that when you're playing NHL. So when you have guys like to but they're they're very bad defensively. And then when you get as the game goes along, you get a Lafreniere card that's six foot two, but has the same speed as to early on. You're not going to use the anymore. So now yeah. your size is going up because the cards that are bigger are getting better skating stats. And now you're just getting into this stage where I, I talk about this a lot on my YouTube channel. I'm not sure if you watch, but i talk about like in your own zone defenders that are gigantic have a much bigger advantage than someone like quinn hughes because once you're in your zone you don't really need speed as much but you need guys that can get the puck back and guys like quinn hughes just aren't going to because they have like 78 body checking and they're 5 foot 10 whereas someone like victor hedman while he's slow now 6 6 and 90 like he's just going to be able to blow like you know what i mean like the a wind is going to knock over people when you're using him mm-hmm. and i think that's just what happens the progression in hut it's better than it was in prior years because of the point 0.5 to speed so every other stack goes up by one every time there's an improvement to a card but speed acceleration agility goes up by 0.5 um so i think that's just what we're seeing and it sucks because early on hud is so much fun and i don't know how they'd ever fix it um unless they make attributes go above 125 but it's all scaling and i don't i don't know i don't know how they would get it done but it's awfully tough yep Uh, actually the one thing the last thing we talked about junior pens out here throwing 50 hits in a game so i i was talking about traveling earlier and when i went to new jersey and columbus pens was with me i'm very close friends with david and i was happy to see him again finally and uh, he was actually competing at the new jersey they had like a small tournament and he was actually competing so i i warmed him up i scrimmed them on land zero ping and we were playing and he the way that he plays is dude uh, have you
1: played him this year uh it's been like a month or two
2: Bro, he, the second he loses the puck, switch back to his defenseman, and he will just come flying out of nowhere. Like, and it's completely against what you would think and how you play the game. Because once I started noticing that, I wasn't even paying attention to the player that he was attacking me with because I knew that he would just switch off and he would pull somebody ahead. So anyone that was close to me, I didn't really have to pay attention to. But, dude, I so I was like, all right, I'm struggling this year. I've said it a bunch of times in this podcast. Like, Division three is just kind of where I've been, and I've gotten to like 13 wins, 14 wins in Hut champs. But I really don't care after I get past 11. But I was like, let me see your strats, and it's the most full aggressive nonsense. And he's like, dude, any I just whoever's closest to puck, I just run right at the puck carrier. And because like I've said this too, that the game feels kind of clunky, that when you get two guys that are just close together, they just very, very rarely do you just keep the puck. Um, usually there's like some stick, you know, you know, some stick, um. You know, context physics, yeah. stuff like yeah, and that's just what I, I had a blast with it. I've never, I haven't been winning like this all year long. Like I'm up into high division two now. I played like ten games. I have won. I think I went nine and one, and I was just like, I was averaging like two hits a game. That's just how I always play. Usually, mm-hmm. you don't go for a lot of hits, especially in the pro stuff. You don't as the higher end goes. I was averaging like twenty five a game, and I'm I, having a, it's hilarious because you're just injuring guys. It, it, his is so far different than everyone else, but like it, it was really fun. I, for anyone out there that's struggling, try it. Go full yeah. aggressiveness, switch to the closest guy with the puck, run right at the dude with the puck. And I think you'll notice that because passing, the passing was changed this year where it's an actual skill to pass. In prior years, you could just hit the pass button when someone was pressuring you and it would just go wherever, you know, to automatically to the player. Now it's causing turnovers because people have no time to pass the puck. And it, I it's it's just crazy.
1: Yeah, I've always thought the reason he wins, not that he's not a great player, right? Because he clearly is. Yeah. Um it's it's just chaos, right? Like it's, it's he it's plays so different. so different. Yeah, he yep. plays so different than anybody else. Um you could play 20 division 1 players, uh pick them randomly. 15 of them are going to play the same way, Very right? Very similar, yeah. And the other 5 will probably play almost similar. Mm-hmm. Um he's the only person that plays like he does, so that's always why he goes so far in tournaments. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Uh Maddie's Muffins too. Started a new job recently, and this podcast is coming clutch at work. So keep it up. Thank you, Maddie. Any thoughts on Christmas content coming up? A 95 of Mike Richards would be a nice stocking stuffer. <laughs> um, yeah, I they've kind of gone away from like the, the really crazy free cards that you saw like years ago. Yeah. Um, but I'm assuming we'll, we'll get, see like we'll get yeah. a 90. We'll
2: get, I mean, they already, for anyone that's just starting now, you get an 88 Matthews, I believe, in
1: the store, a USA. Oh, is that Matthews. free? Yeah. Oh, oh, for a lot of people, it's that.
2: it's not going to matter because they no, get but the that's expected. that's like yep. a
1: set a set fodder, you know. So oh, we'll true. probably get yeah, we'll probably get like that that choice pack, you know, with something yep. with like you know six Five. nines. And you can pick one of them. Yep, I think yeah. so. Not yeah. picking the goalie. I'm not doing that again you sure about that
2: yeah i mean dude, six I foot got so seven
1: Winter national ben bishop you know he has post to post uh i'm pretty dude, sure i, I did it with and i got flamed i got so
2: flamed in nhl 20
1: bishop had like 54 aggression are you sure you're not
2: i mean i probably would and i would <laughs> just get burned again i mean, yeah. I mean last year i did bobrowski just because it was hilarious i was like i gotta try
1: it out for the for the fans yep uh but no the, we'll definitely get something we'll get yeah something. yeah we will the Bra three two nine. Great job on the podcast, guys, and congrats, Kesa. Thank you very much. What do you guys think of custom gears for players, especially goalies? They already have it in EASHL, so it should make shouldn't be too much to bring it over to Hut. I just find some of the goalie gear looks awful and doesn't match anything. I would like to see them add more arenas, not the internationalized because that was a mess before. Um, they seem to have a lot on the game itself. So you just can't use them in Hut. Uh, just have one more point. Can we get EA to fix line changes? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, okay. So starting with some of those, I don't understand why some of the custom things from world of Chell has not made its way to ultimate team. I think that should be an easy ad. I, add. What's I that? think,
2: I think that the customization has something to do with like the copyright of the logos. I, I don't, I think it's because they sell like in hockey oh. ultimate team, like i i, Whoa, I don't know wait, for wait, sure right
1: they have they have custom things in mlb though right is is that just yeah different? i don't i don't know because i you
2: can make custom like logos but i i don't i, I don't really understand i don't know for sure that's why i'm, I'm being hesitant to say it, but that that's what i've heard it's something to do with like the copyright of it in hockey ultimate team but even if that isn't the case at the bare minimum i would love to see um what could have been done is let's say you want to use the San Jose Sharks, okay? And you want to use their logo and their helmet and all of that. Why can't we get a customization card that says San Jose Shark Goldie gear? And it's just the color wheel of whatever's on the base because that is in franchise like that's in the game everywhere. It's like, you you know what I mean? If you trade for someone, there's a default, whatever. Allow us to do that. And hey, I mean, that'd be more stuff you could put in packs. Well, some of
1: that transparency, right? If that's if that's the case, like just come out and say, you know, hey, we can't do this for X reason. That'd be less complaints that we read on here um, because I think we've gotten this question before. Right. So that'd be less of these types of questions. And we wouldn't have to uh, theorize on why it's not in the game. I'm going to bring up, I'm going to bring up, bro,
2: I'm going to go into the game changer chat tonight or tomorrow, and I'm going to bring that up because I think they would be, I don't know how, but I, I think that at least putting in the goalie gear, I think that would be a really cool way to do it because they do it with helmets, so why can't they just do it with the default gear of whatever team that you want? I think that would be a great addition because I agree yeah. it looks dumb when you put the helmet on and, like, you're using the New Jersey Devils,
1: but you've got the colors of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, it just it looks so dumb. Mm-hmm um his next question was on the line changes uh the players never getting off the ice this is a topic we love to talk about too right i wish
2: ah. man i wish i I don't uh, the amount of the the only way guys that i have found to get them to change their lines um is if you are doing a control breakout so a control breakout guys is when you go behind the net and you're basically you you'll what what will happen is then they'll actually do a set play and if you do it behind the net they seem to go but if they're not if you're not behind the net they're not changing like i've had games where my first lines out there and with six minutes to go in the first
1: i just want to see fully manual line changes
2: yeah let us make mistakes like yeah let, let us do it like I, it's I
1: another skill gap like yep. i i want to see that i also want to see like unless it would really cause an issue in the game i want to see that home ice uh last change in, in some instances but actually now that i say that i wouldn't want to say that Be or Dude, i wouldn't want to no. see that because it's completely random on the home yeah. and away team yeah um but maybe in franchise mode not that i play it but that, that would, would be, be cool, cool. Yeah.
2: I, I agree with that one the other thing about ice uh, again i think that's a i don't know if it's like a desync thing where they're just struggling so much with that but i remember a hockey ultimate team where you could do like a junior arena like an ohl arena and stuff mm-hmm. i love that stuff dude. and you win hut champs like the banner goes up like god give us more of that i know i know i would love i've said this in multiple hockey ultimate team conversations with the devs guys like just flex stuff is needed in this game i'm talking like getting a gold stick that you could put on a player or something like that for doing well, like, or a player hits a hundred goals and he could, you, he gets a gold stick, like I, anything like that. Or if you, if you win hut champs or get top 100, you get a banner. Like, I just think that that'd be sick. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. How great would that, right? How, how mm-hmm. great would that be? You know, you yeah. have a uh, Eki's uh, arena would literally be filled with uh, banners. He couldn't mm-hmm. see anything. Nope. And also, he'd probably run into that issue. I don't know if you remember that one visual bug. I forget what arena it was, but the jumbotron was just like slightly too big. So depending on where you would be on the ice, you would see the jumbotron. Do you oh, remember that dude. one? Yeah, I remember that.
2: Yeah. It was yeah.
1: So awful. Oh, also while we're on the uh, arena topic, um, this isn't a question, but what's up with some of the arenas? I know the Rangers is one. There might be another one. Dude, where the lights the are out, sh- the Ugh. shadow. Oh. i I
2: honestly think so i've never been to msg but when you watch it you can like tell it's like it's like they use yellow light or something like it's very you can kind of see it when you're watching a broadcast but i don't know it's like but in game it's like they're using yellow light like it's just a shadowing on it's awful that's a known thing that i think they're trying to fix
1: because yeah it's brutal yep um Tyler Brosev, uh what are your predi- uh, predictions for team of the year I'm sure some of them will also be x-factor players so I'm anxious to see how that plays out possibly an option to trade in a fully upgraded x-factor for a team of the year like how last year with team of the year and team Ooh. of the season so I my predictions um I think you have to you're only going to see one of McDavid and Drysaddle right uh it's just I don't fact. know man because last Whoa, year they did four
2: they Lion did players. Four,
1: I thought they did no, I meant because they're the same uh, position. Wasn't team oh, of the year yeah. only one line?
2: Yeah, it is. But I thought the defensemen were left and right. It was McCarr and he- – no, never mind. So, no, okay. I was it was yeah. wrong. Actually, who were the defensemen last year? <sighs> McCarr and Hedman. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, it's a lefty and a righty. Never mind. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, so,
2: I, I, Yeah. you're only going to see one of McDavid, and, and it might be Dreisaitl.
1: Yeah, it might be, actually, right? Actually, no, dude, no, because McDavid had the 106 points in 50 games. And you know what? What I actually, I was talking to somebody about this maybe a week or two ago in uh, NHL.com, I think. You can, like, um, filter do the this, stats. Yeah, and do the yeah. date range. McDavid had, like, 30 or 40 more points than, like, the next person. Yeah, it is um, It was, like, absurd. something crazy. So, it's going to be him, I'd imagine. Um, and I also think, and I said the same thing last year, Brad Marchand has to be on the team of the year. His point totals are too hard to ignore. Like he's far and away the highest scoring left winger. Yeah. Like, and I know he's not a popular choice, but like if they don't pick him, it's like, why aren't you picking that guy? Yeah, I'm looking
2: at it real quick right now. So in 82 games from 2021 in this season. So this would be it's again, guys, team of the year is the calendar year. So Leon Drysaddle is, I mean, Connor McDavid has 150 points in 82 games. Leon in 82 games, he has 150 points.
1: It's the best offensive performance since like Lemieux's like 160 point year in like 60 yeah, games. Like, dude, you know, I, I
2: remember Thornton had 126 that first year with the Sharks. Yeah, he'd and be by so, one point. Yep, settle has 100 129 and they okay. both play the same positions and then Matthews has 97s so he's not going and then yeah Brad Marchand plays left wing and he's got 96 points uh, so far Huberto has 92 that'd be but a cool one that but, would be uh, a really and I don't think a lot of people Maybe, again, these positions might not be accurate, guys. Uh, I don't watch a lot of Panther games, but it has, has him here as lifted as a left winger. Uh, Panarin's right behind him at 90. Panarin got it last year, I believe. He did, um, yes. Yeah, and then, like, right right wingers, it's Miko Rantanen at 93. Marner's got 88. Um, I think defense is where I know. I, award winners also count, so there, there is that. They take that, and in, like, playoffs as well um the one for defensemen uh i think fox yeah fox has 76 po- 76 points in 82 games and he won the norris so he, he is 100 has to be, yeah. yeah it, it has to. yeah it will not be mccarr it'll 100 be although mccarr's wow mccarr had 69 points in 66 games jesus wow that's really good but he has the norris so i, I there's no way that it isn't fox and then Hedman has 72 in 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 uh in 81 and there's the next closest left-handed defenseman is quinn hughes with 63 so i'd be willing to put money down that it's headman and fox and that might be why we're not getting a lot of headman's
1: like you know well, we did have that headman msp early on though yeah, that was right yeah, at the beginning that the game that is right? true yeah maybe so. something
2: to think about but that that'd be my guess i think it's fox headman and then uh, mcdavid with um with
1: marchand and then probably Rantanen. I, I would love to see the Rantanen. I would love it. I, I have his X-Factor. He's card, always yeah. my favorite card. That would yeah. instantly be a top five card in the game.
2: That would be because he's so big. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um, but, there was a um, second yeah. part, uh, an yeah. option to trade in a fully upgraded X-Factor for a team of the year. It depends on like um, what would be the clear benefits of the team of the year, right? Because technically they're the same card because... There's no payment oh, like, to it. You don't, There's no payment to it, right? So like, I wonder if the team of the year would have extra synergies would it have different abilities um so i guess we'll see i wonder if there will be an upgrade
2: yeah like i would i don't know i honestly don't know it's i would honestly
1: no instead of the exchange i would like to see you just have both of them um and if they are different abilities then like maybe you can switch it out for what you want to do right so like like thinking about like uh mcdavid right he has no matter what though you would choose a team of the year because it's free upgrades the rest of the year as opposed Um, to paying for it 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 would depend though right so like i'm thinking of who is a player that has like a terrible ability Uh, i don't know like like there's that uh between the lights like it's tricky yeah yeah Yeah. so something that like that right so like what if there was one like instead of that he has like wheels like you would use the one with wheels you know
2: yeah i guess that's true
1: yeah yeah um so the last question isn't as questions we can't answer uh how many okay. players bought the game how many are on each console
2: i can tell you guys how to do that though if you guys go into versus guys you will actually see how many people are on the server you can get like a sense of that so if you want to know 5 p.m eastern time is probably the peak so you can go and see there and it is bleak
1: <laughs> so i am gonna do this live let's do it uh, i want to be more on six thirty. Like, it should looking, be bumping i am not looking um give me your number ps5 <laughs> what do you think that's the most played console. I'm gonna say four thousand one hundred. I am gonna say twenty-five fifty-two. That's low. Oh whew, you were we're both low. 5266. Let's go! That's good to hear. Like, that's nice. That is good actually. I okay, think about that that. Feel there, there, there's, 5,000 there's five thousand people split across offline All modes, the modes, world of versus <laughs> and hot.
2: Not ideal, brother. <laughs> it's not ideal. <laughs> you can this go do like, any
1: other consoles for anyone listening but you know yeah, this reminds good. me of this is like uh that movie i am legend where like there's civilization somewhere i'm not sure where it is though
2: <laughs> uh,
1: what a good yeah. movie yeah it was right uh there's have you ever seen the uh, alternate ending i think he dies in the alternate ending i believe so yes yeah yeah the clips are on youtube you should check it out yep yep but yeah that was it for the questions thank you freedom for that last one Yes, sir. All right,
2: guys. That is going to do it for episode eleven. Again, I will post episode eleven's thing on Reddit. So, guys, again, keep asking your questions. We appreciate it, and please download uh, wherever you're listening to your podcast. It helps us with our numbers, and uh, it's been it's been awesome. uh, You know, uh, doing this every week, so we're excited to keep doing it.
1: Yep. It's been awesome, man. It's been a lot of fun. I can't believe we're 11 episodes in. Uh, You know, we have a podcast sleeves. This is kind of crazy. It is, sir. All right, guys, we will see
2: you next week. Have a good one.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom. All in the Kroger app.